Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Alright, yes, we're working. So hey guys, and welcome back to The One Up Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, her name is Sarah Hindle, and she's the General Manager at Tech Futures Lab, which we'll get into a bit about what that is and what they do later, but um, first I just want to say, hi Sarah, welcome. Hi Sarah. Thank you for <laughs> being on my show, and um, I guess I just wanted to ask you a bit about yourself um, and what you your experiences um, with jobs in the past. I see you were originally an advisor for CEOs. And you've got a range of qualifications, and I think maybe you lived outside of Auckland for uh, New Zealand for a little while. Um, I just wanted you to talk about that and how that led you to Tech Futures Lab. Cool. Um, so my career has been a really squiggly line, which um, I hope it will continue that way. <laughs> I plan for it to continue that way. So um, I suppose if I start back at the beginning, I I went to university like a lot of people do, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and but I was really curious and really um, you know really like problem solving. So I I ended up studying law and arts. So my philosophy and politics, call it sort of sides of my degree, kept me sane for the yeah. for the law parts. <laughs> um, but actually, I ended up going into practice law um, at Minter Ellison for about five years in the litigation team. And that was, you know, really kind of helped me um, get my problem solving bug, yeah. um, uh, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but then I started to um, become really interested in what our clients were doing more so than the the legal side of things and I um, at that point I used um, I guess education as a a way to kind of straddle out of one industry and into another Mm. Um, so it was kind of hard for people to imagine that I'd be able to do anything other than law having already done that and so I needed to get my MBA to show other people that I could Um, And I did that partly in Auckland at AUT and partly in Norway. I I just decided at one point I really just had to get out of New Zealand. I just had this sudden desperation to just get out and do (laughs) just see the world. And um, AUT had a great scheme of, um, you know, an exchange university. And so I ended up at the business school in Oslo, which was super cool. Uh, And then... I went into consulting, so I worked for a company called Boxwood that were part of KPMG in London, and uh, that's where I, I guess, cut my teeth working with CEOs in very large businesses and lots of different sectors in the UK, from utilities to fashion to food, wine, all sorts of different places, just kind of helping um, teams to solve some really big, scary, hairy problems, Mm. Um, and At the end of that, after working with lots of different companies over about five or six years, um, I took some time out, about a year out, um, travelling and came back to New Zealand and I just had a list of people who I thought were doing some cool things. I've never been one for recruiters. Um, And so one of the people on my list was Frances Valentine and um, I met her and at the time she hadn't started Tech Futures Lab, she was just about to. I never thought I would end up working in a business that um, was kind of in the education space because I had a very fixed idea of what I thought that right. looked like yeah. and it was kind of stuffy, slow, yeah. ed- university. And I, my, yeah. even my partner said to me at that time, the, why are you 
what are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you going into education? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it's really not. Education is so much more than than, than that kind of traditional um, stuff. And Francis was talking to me about AI and robotics mm. and the future of work and all of these. Just got a very, um, I guess, unique viewpoint on education to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And it was all of those topics that I thought, yeah, this is really cool. Um, and it was an opportunity mm. to join a business, you know, right from the very beginning. Yeah. And that's how I kind of got into it. it I, When I was talking to her, it kind of sparked something, you know, in the pit of my stomach. And I thought, hmm, there's lots of stuff that I don't know really what she's completely talking about. Yeah. So yeah. there must be something that I need to find out more about. And that's how I got into it. So I kind of just followed my nose into yeah. what I thought was interesting and yeah and that's how I ended up there and still there cool three and a half four years later wow that's awesome and just to clarify for anyone Frances Valentine is the um, woman who started Mind Lab and Tech Futures Lab isn't she yes yeah. yeah she is yeah cool um and sweet that's awesome um and then now just wanted to talk about what Tech Futures Lab is and what they do um and I can I know that they are all about that forward thinking approach to education um, and using technology to aid them through that. Um, and the main focus is around business leaders or business people. Maybe you want to talk a bit more about that and what you guys do. That sense. Yeah. So Tech Futures Lab is um, we sort of operate at the I guess intersection of innovation, technology, and learning, and we're mm. really trying to redesign what learning looks like for adults. So it's not about going back into these, you know, lecture theatres or just learning remotely and kind of getting a lecturer to talk at you about a particular topic. It's a mm. very different dynamic kind of learning environment, um, and it's not about you know the kind of boring reskilling workshop that you can yeah. have to do. It's um, actually about getting people to really unwrap what their what drives them and then to think about what value they can give back and what skills that they yeah. need um, for the for the future of work which you know we, we're stepping into an era that is totally different from you know from what we've seen and yeah. we don't know what it's going to look like and that's a really exciting prospect if you kind of embrace it so um, we are a, a mix of academics, business people um, from all sorts of different sectors, from biochemistry to law to engineering to um, education. And we just kind of bring that, I guess, alchemy of different approaches and skills yeah. to help other people get future fit. Mm. And um, yeah, and it's really fun and dynamic and you get to, um, I guess, really leverage what people, professionals, you know, what skills they might have built over the last 5, 10, 15 years mm. so they bring all of their expertise and we kind of bring our ours yeah. around learning and technology and innovation and you get this amazing kind of harmony of um, different skills and yeah. Yeah, cool conversations. Yeah, That's exactly what I felt like I saw um, when I visited Tech Futures Lab a little while ago which I'll talk about But um, and then within Tech Futures Lab there's you guys have a master's degree and then also just a series of short courses and that kind of thing is that the structure of we do we've got a whole lot so um our flagship um program is a master's degree but it's sort of like the alternative mm. um masters if you like it's definitely yeah. not your traditional model so um so we ha we have that um we've also got a number of other programs kind of just about to come on stream um including some micro credentials which are a new type of education 
product that the government's approved. It's like snackable oh, learning, okay. so really short, sharp, yeah. um, standalone courses. We also um, work with a lot of businesses, right, from you know BNZ, Air New Zealand, mm. um, Danone, a whole lot of companies who are looking to build capability in a very new way. So yeah. um, we really do have one foot in industry and one foot in education. So um, yeah. we... Um, we're bringing kind of the ingredients from both sides, I guess, yeah. to get this new mix of something really interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, and then now I just want to talk about the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast and, and why I think this will be beneficial for everyone listening. Um, and it's because you just sort of touched on it that Tech Futures Lab is changing what education looks like and it's not your traditional sit in a you know lecture room and listen and walk away and have learned nothing it's 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 more practical and I think that's part of the reason why I sort of chose AUT over Auckland University and um, I didn't even know Tech Futures Lab existed so this is um, an awesome opportunity to learn about another sort of education platform or um, business that can help you out in your life if you're not sure on where you're going but that you guys have a real forward-thinking approach which I think is really important like you were saying in this day and age with like technology coming through um so much and um I guess the reason I um what or another reason I want to have you on here was because I visited Tech Futures Lab I think the beginning of the year or maybe a few months ago now um with a foundation called the Next Foundation who used to um invest in you guys but currently still do with um MindLab yeah, they've they've only ever given scholarships to our sister company, which is the Mind Lab. Okay. So, and and that business focuses on um, you know teachers and children and yep. upskilling them with digital skills. Yes. And then we're the kind of adult professional adult business version. side yep. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So um um when I visited, I didn't even realise you existed at all. And so that was really awesome for me. And I, I feel like my mind was blown because I was like, oh, I didn't even. I thought it was you know, uni or that's the only education place you can go and get get some sort of um, qualification but that's not true at all um and I just with this podcast I wanted to dive <coughs> excuse me dive into the conversation around university being the be all and end all for young people or anyone really like it or as soon as you come out of school you know uni's the place to go and that's that's how I sort of did it and um talk about your thoughts on that um and I guess just around yeah how tech futures lab has that forward thinking approach to education which is so unique and you don't really see you see i think aut definitely was trying to bring that in and um maybe auckland i don't know i didn't go there but um i still think they're a little bit behind on what they could be uh so i guess my next question is what your sort of current opinion is on the tertiary education system in new zealand and um if there's any where you'd like to see changes in the traditional form of um education like universities that, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really big and important yeah. question. Um, so I suppose it's evident in some ways where we think education needs to change because we've built a whole business around it and it looks nothing like the traditional university system. So I've been to uh, four universities myself um, and, um, you know, I... I I actually really enjoyed university, but it was mainly because of the the opportunity that I had to meet new people and friends, which mm. um, I think is actually changing a lot um, with 
you know online learning and that kind of social element is is kind of um going away which I think is really sad and and Mm. probably part of why we're seeing you know higher levels of depression and anxiety um so I think that that place that universities and places of learning have is is a place for people to come together we need to hold on to that really tightly and um Mm. you know keep that going um, and I guess the reality is that um, people enrolling in tertiary education is just on the decline. So it, I think about three or four years ago for men it was 11%. This year it's at 7 wow. of the adult population, which is just Great. tiny, tiny numbers. Mm. So something isn't hitting the mark there. Yeah. Um, so in terms of where I see tertiary going, it needs to be applied and practical so you know the student needs to be able to bring in their experience and what they want to do and and bring that into the classroom for lack of a better word rather than you know a lecturer standing up the front assuming that they know everything and you've got to find kind of find the context for you and then you've got to get into work for it even to be relevant so we kind of got got to shrink that whole process so that you can come into a learning environment and it's relevant and applicable right then and there so you can go away that day and apply your new skills and knowledge Um, and the other thing I think that needs to change is this um, mindset around um, learning while you're working so Mm. employers really need to put their money where their mouths are in terms of supporting people to keep continually learning you know they're not going to come to the job with all the skills they need forever and so employers you know I I suggest to people entering the workforce with that new job to really challenge their employees ask them what how they support people to Mm. upskill and it's not just company programs because companies have a vested interest in the particular skills that they specifically need but people are much broader than that yeah um and then I also I also think that actually um, you know getting away from this perpetual assessment um, examination yeah. regurgitation of knowledge is just mm. a complete waste of time in most cases um, and we certainly at Tech Futures Lab do not take that kind of approach it's competency based it's project okay. based it's so you guys don't have any exams at all we don't have any exams wow. there's no thesis <laughs> there's no thesis no How exams good. that doesn't mean that it's not important to yeah. understand where people have got to but you know if you go back into work they're not going to make you sit an exam to prove no, your knowledge exactly. on on something you and also, like, what is 50%? Is it okay to be 50% good at operating on someone, but mm. 50% bad at the rest of it? So yeah, I think there's a yeah. different kind of approach that needs to be taken to how we figure out if people have the skills that they need. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that that's my view. I mean, I think um, universities are a little bit slow to re- kind of realise what the market needs as mm. well. And, and mm. we... Because we're private, because we're um, um, we're a graduate school, we're very nimble in that we can see what is needed and we can yeah. develop a program and we've got the very broad industry network and we can run it to meet yeah. what's needed and that's that's how we do it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think you're right when you say universities are a bit slow on the, the uptake of that forward-thinking attitude. And I think, um, as I mentioned before, seeing... Um, I guess AUT's, um, what was it there? 
little slogan they'd always have was the university of the future or that kind of thing and I think that really drew me towards them because I don't want to learn from somewhere that's stuck in the past and stuck in those traditional ways I want to be learning for um, in a way that's going to benefit me 10 years or five years down the track and something I can keep applying and is flexible towards whatever I'm doing in my life so yeah it's interesting that you say that when I did my MBA I I looked at Auckland and um the only option they had was, you know, through um, like courses during the day. Mm. And I was working at that time. And that was just completely impossible for me to do. Yeah. And AUT offered part-time and evening. Mm. And even just those little things, I think, being the reality of, of what people's lives are like, um, mm. being able to offer those types of solutions. I mean, that was a while ago now, so maybe it's changed. But yeah. even that kind of thing is yeah, for sure. you know, it's built around a model of maybe a 17-year-old. But even still, you know, people today want to be able to earn and learn. So they want to work and they don't necessarily want to have their days locked down just in classes. So Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I think that like heading towards the end of my degree now, um, finishing up this year, I... I'm just itching to get into the workplace. I'm just sick of sitting in a classroom. I just want to actually get out and do it, which mm-hmm. is why a placement is, was a really awesome option that um, AUT again had um, because it allowed me that opportunity to actually get out and put those skills to into practice. And a lot of the things I was taught were not even something I'm doing in the job and I've had to learn a whole new set of skills. So just even getting that exposure earlier is, is really helpful. Um but yeah, that's awesome. So uh, how do you think Tech Futures Lab is is making a difference and aiding to those changes? I know you sort of touched on it before, but um, in terms of the ones you wish to see, how do you think it's it's helping the education system and the future of um, New Zealand, I suppose? I think one of the really cool things is just seeing the light bulb go off um, for adults who um, have never known a different type of learning. Mm. And so, you know, that whole model where we're, I don't know, we're at school for like 16 years and then yeah. we, we work for the rest of our lives and never go back to learning is kind of just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that I think it's making a difference is it's having that light bulb moment for adults and they are really the biggest key for the next generations because they yeah. then take forward their experiences and expectations of education and if we can change people's minds about what that looks like and the... Um, you know the ability of the brain to kind of reshape itself around different you know learning and opportunities I think that is really fantastic Mm. Um, I think the other great thing is that you know our success rates on our master's program are you know they're around 90 percent which is really um, you know high Mm. for a for a master's level program and so actually having students who are successful and then going back into places of work and taking that thinking forward and influencing how Mm. business runs uh, whether it's in you know its structures or its business model is is another really big thing and because we really encourage students to unpack their personal drivers they you know they say it's life-changing you know it just really opens their eyes to what they could be doing and for them and for the world and for society and I think that is incredibly powerful and so it's great Mm. to be able to take that model and show NZQA or whoever the you know the regulator might be to say hey this this really works it doesn't need to look this other traditional way Mm. you know this is making a difference and so you know bit by bit we can start chipping away at um you know what learning looks like and it's really fun people actually really 
enjoy learning and yeah. we have a really neuro neurodiverse group of people you know people who might have um adhd or um you know real really struggle with a traditional learning environment who just flourish in yeah. these different types of learning yeah. environments which is really cool yeah that is really cool and i suppose um like you were saying they learn more about themselves and that in turn helps them learn more in general about the topics they're interested in absolutely yeah yeah cool um and a bit of a maybe controversial question do you do you think traditional university still has its place now and and do you think it'll be something that is sought after in the future or it'll just slowly slowly um fade out and into other education facilities and that kind of thing well, I think society is constantly evolving and so do the structures that support a educated society. And I think the absolute, you know, education is just absolutely so critical, whether it's getting people to understand the importance of vaccination or, you know, the climate pressures or the changing demographics. And that's where universities should, you know, have a role in that, that place of open debate um, so I think universities do absolutely have a place in the future, but they have to evolve just mm. like their students have evolved. Right. Um, yeah. And so the trick is going to be how quickly they can do it because while numbers of enrolments continue to decline, it becomes more expensive for universities to support the physical infrastructure they have and mm. um, people on tenure and all of that kind of thing, which doesn't really promote a, a, a turning over of ideas and mm. thinking so um yes I do think they have a place but I think they need to have a, a reflection of you know what's working and what's not and really respond to that because I think it would be um you know incredibly sad if if actually we lost lost those places of you know stability to think yeah, and, yeah. and debate like you know it's not all about the end dollar you know actually no. being able to critically think is a really important skill yeah. and that's a universities have a huge role to play 100%, in that yeah. I think that another thing that universities sometimes take for granted is um, having those soft skills and getting those um, down pat like just the ability to communicate as someone studying counting which everyone would assume is and all computers no chat type of job I feel like it's almost a complete opposite you've got to create a relationship with someone and make sure they trust you to handle their finances or or whatever it, it is I feel like that could relate to many jobs and um there's no there's no paper about those soft skills or anything and some people don't even realize that that's a necessity until they get out there and they're like oh god no I can't I'm too nervous to do this that or the other and um yeah it's just basic things like that that need to evolve like you were saying I think that's a really important point what we hear from um, employers who are particularly looking for people to fill technical roles Mm. um, is that you know there are lots of people out there that have the certifications but they can't put them in front of a customer because they can't really you know they don't understand how to ask the right questions to understand what the customer needs or the business requirements to then translate that into the technical solution so it's sort of you've got one half of the skills so great to get the online course but actually you need to be working on supplementing that with a whole lot of other stuff so I, I think it's not a one-stop shop you don't go to university and get everything you need you need to go there if that's your bag or do an apprenticeship but keep doing an online course you know put yourself in uncomfortable situations just 
stay curious about what's out there yeah actually definitely. becoming a, a whole person mm, mm. yeah I love that like staying curious I think that's something I, I always want to do as well but pretty much the whole point of this podcast is just so I can learn more about <laughs> everything and anything because <laughs> um, why not I guess but um yeah awesome that's so good uh what if you could sort of sum up maybe some key findings or, or takeaways that you've had when it comes to the stress and the pressure people might have around finding what they want to do in life or passions and that kind of thing um, and then deciding from there if they want to do university or get a job. Is there any sort of tips you would have for those people who might struggle in that, that area and, and finding what their passion is, I suppose? Yeah, I, I think um, I remember when you came to Tech Futures Lab and um, we were talking about passion and, and my personal opinion is that passion is great but it can be a you can end up being a bit of a slave to chasing mm. passion and it can end up being your kind of life's pursuit to figure out what that passion is and if you're not feeling yeah. passionate every minute of every yeah. day then you're on the wrong path. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, some people are born with a clear idea of, you know, I'm going to go to the moon and I'm going to be an astronaut or what you know whatever that might be but most people aren't and that's why I think curiosity is is really important so finding something that gives you purpose mm. um, is what I prefer to focus on and I, I think that's certainly what we see students coming to the lab for is they might have realized that they're kind of on a, the wrong path or um, you know that they've gone for that next job and suddenly that job ad has a whole bunch of skills that they have no idea about mm. um, uh, but actually at the end of the day what they're looking for is to find that purpose and that's what's going to drive them to keep learning and, and to keep going after the next um, thing so I think um, I think just being okay with the fact that you know maybe things are not quite where you want them to be and you need to explore that a bit more and not really trying to rush it too much like yeah. not trying to just do a google search about what your yeah. sort of passion should be but actually an online quiz or something an <laughs> online quiz yeah actually just being comfortable with knowing that it actually you know you might not know what that is and you've you've got to kind of just keep pulling that thread yeah. and that's where yeah. I think learning is so powerful because it gives you the permission to actually just take some time yeah. to think about that because a big question like what should I do or what should my next job be mm. doesn't really happen overnight and you need other people's brains often to help you yeah. think what that might be for sure help so you highlight what your skills are and that kind of that's thing. right and and I think growth mindset is a really big part of that actually just being yeah. able to be open to lots of different sort of options um mm -hmm. so that's a really big part of what we do I know that sounds a lot like kind of life coaching it's, it's not it's much more about um I guess taking some of those big questions and putting some really strong frameworks around them and then instilling people with right information and knowledge at the right time from a broad range of industry experts to kind of, um, it's that, just that really important mix yeah. of, of different different thinking that we try to instill in everything we do. Yeah, yeah, awesome. That's so cool. Um, I had something to say, but I've completely gone blank. But no, awesome, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast today. And Thank you for having me. your experiences, that's all right. Um, it's been really helpful. I hope everyone got some key learnings from that and stay curious, I think, is a main one from today. Absolutely. So awesome. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, Be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.